Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. So if you haven't been to see the show notes for the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast lately, let me encourage you to check them out. Uh, We have beefed them up. They are more robust. And I think you'll find a lot of great help, not only from today's show, but also uh, for past episodes and further resources to help you in your marriage. In the Old Testament book of Proverbs, a good friendship is compared to iron sharpening iron. Uh, The concept is we need good friends to keep us sharp, to keep us going. And as a married couple, it's really important to find other couples to walk alongside you and keep you um, kind of at your A game in your relationship. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg and Aaron Smalley. And uh, Greg, you work in this field and have for decades, and you're a research nut. I know you're online every day looking at the latest research. What are you seeing about the importance of friends um, in a marriage relationship? Yeah, one of the things that it clearly shows, the research does, is that within your spiritual relationship as a couple, praying together was one of the most important ways to nurture that. But then building community, having friendships was the other way. So think about that. So Aaron and I long to be connected spiritually. I mean, we talk about that a lot. Well, definitely let's let's make sure that we're praying together every day. But it also shows that going to church, because going to church is where you meet these other Christian couples, these like-minded people. As you begin to develop that relationship, what it does is that it, it, it surrounds you with people who also want a strong marriage. But there's also something about just doing life with, with others to where you can depend on them. They're mm-hmm. there to help you. You can... You can reach out when you're struggling. They're going to be there to encourage you. All of that just really creates strong community. Yeah, and I'm going to pull on something that a single daughter of mine said. She was talking about the choices of friends and how she's learned that there are kind of life-giving friends, and there are some other friends who drain life. And she's really gravitating and being more intentional about finding life-giving friends. I affirmed her in that. And I think it's it's relatable to this. Find a couple that's going to bring life to your relationship with your spouse, not that's going to complain and pile on and make it... Um, feel like, you know what? Nobody ever has a good marriage, including me and you. That's why we haven't had you over in a while. Yeah. Okay, that's the subtle yeah. A good question to ask, though, along those lines yeah. is, joking. how do I feel after I've been with a friend? Yeah. And as a couple, how do we feel after we've had someone over for dinner? And what have, you know, are we full of life? Are we lighthearted or are we heavy? And granted, we all know that there are seasons where our friends really need us to walk yeah. through some dark stuff with them. But just in general, how do you feel? And and just to bounce off of that, humbly, I would say that people that have been around us usually say that they they feel fuller after being around. I'm joking. Catherine Hill his name is, is the, John Fuller. <laughs> yes, we Catherine are. Hill is the director of the nonprofit organization Care for the Family in England, and uh, she talked with Jim Daly and me about how godly friends have helped her marriage. Let's go ahead and listen in. Let's turn a corner and speak to the issue of friendship, Uh, at least in the U.S. I'm assuming it's similar in the U.K. Uh, We don't really know our neighbors sometimes. You know, you hit the garage door button, you go in, you do family, you go to work, you come home, hit that same garage door button. You might wave, 
And if they need you, they might call for something and vice versa. But you speak to the need of marriages in order to be healthy, that you need intimate friends who can do life with you. Speak to that. That has been one lesson that we have really learnt throughout our marriage. Um, I think marriage is too hard to do it on our own. We need friends around us who. So why are we are secretive about it? Why do we avoid those relationships where they can speak into our lives? Well, it takes courage, I think, to be vulnerable. So we have um, one other couple, and we didn't plan it particularly. It's just happened. We're not particularly similar, but we meet up with them once a fortnight. We have a meal. um, We laugh together. Sometimes we cry together. We pray together. And I know that they have got our back, and we have got theirs. And they have saved us, I know, from uh, slipping up particularly in relation to marriage. So I remember one evening and we were, Richard and I were being a bit irritable with each other and um, Silas, the other guy, he just leant across the table and he said, uh, guys, are you spending enough time together? And we weren't, but it took him to speak into our marriage and for us to be vulnerable enough to let him uh, that made all the difference. I mean, this sounds very practical, but how do you have that conversation? What do you say to them? Listen, we want you to be able to speak into our lives. So if you notice something, that can be really dicey because some people won't manage that well. How did you set that up? Well, I think for us, it grew organically. So we didn't plan it. It just happened. And um, the other couple had an issue that they needed some help with. We were able to help them, and it grew from there. But we spend quite a lot of time with some young couples from our church, those who are in their 20s and 30s, been married for less than five years. And one of the things we say to them is, do this. Try and find um, another married couple that you can spend time with. And they always say that. Well, how do we do it? And what if we ask them and they say no and all this? But honestly, it's just find another couple that, they don't have to be your best friends, someone that you trust, someone that you like, someone that you want to spend some time with. And you don't have to bear your soul overnight. It can just grow gradually. Yeah, organically is good yes. rather than uh, prescriptive. Exactly. Okay, good. Okay, Aaron, so about this topic of friendship and how a friendship can help our relationship... Uh, you've said it takes a village to raise a marriage. Go ahead and unpack that and talk about a couple maybe that has been life-giving and uh, encouraging to you. Mm -hmm. It's so important to surround your marriage with people who are like-minded. Greg kind of alluded to that, that as we go to church and we meet people there who are like-minded and who share similar values and love marriage and support marriage, it's important for us to be around those people. So a small group, we, we have a small marriage group that we've been with for years and just being together. I mean, I don't even care if we really dig into a study or not. Just being together encourages our hearts. There's specifically one couple in there, Fred and Carla. We're both really good friends with them individually, but collectively we share a friendship. And we've walked through different seasons together of marrying kids off and, you know, walking through medical crisis and, you know, just sharing that. I Just the other day we walked into their house. We They have a truck. We borrow their truck all the time. We walked in and Greg and I were going to go pick something up that we bought on the local marketplace. And Fred goes, you know what? Hey, I'll go with them. You, you, you stay here, hang out with Carla. And so Fred went with Greg to pick up this piece of furniture. So simple, 
but it was taking just a weight off of yeah. us. So there's, it's just amazing how a good couple friend can encourage. And I appreciate that. Let me ask about the importance of persevering, because as you were talking, Erin, I was thinking, well, Dina has had some good friends, but the husband and I just do not click. So mm-hmm. you, you got to keep working at this. This is not, you're not going to just fall into friendships with people where you both get together as couples, right? Which is why I love what Aaron said, that that, that our closest friendships with co- other couples have really come out of the small groups that we've been a part of. So rather that's a at your church, a Sunday school class, or it's a small group where you meet in someone's home, it, it's taking the pressure off. Like, you know, because there are times that Aaron goes, hey, you know, I really connected the, with this one person. We had coffee together. I'd love to have them over in, you know, you never know. I mean, I may connect with, with a guy or I may not. I, I will say this though, that there are plenty of people that, that we invite over, um, that, that one of us doesn't necessarily really connect with the others. We're not going to share names, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's okay because there's still something powerful when, when you have couples over and you're just being around each other. Our kids get to see that this is important. We're 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 just doing life together. That they they all don't have to uh, become the couple that we're going to go on every vacation with and all that. That right. that's great, and that certainly can happen. And we do have those kinds of friends. But there there there's something about just doing life together to where you can be honest. You can kind of let your hair down, sort of speak. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of hair to let down. But we can be honest and we can be known. Yeah. And, and I think at the end of the day, that's really what it is. The value of friendship is that you can be deeply known by other couples and you're all doing this together. And yeah. that's a powerful thing for me. I marriage. appreciate that. Yeah, good stuff. Well, the work we do here at Focus on the Family to encourage marriages like yours is only possible because friends like you pray for and financially support the ministry. Uh, So please uh, sign up to be a prayer supporter, and if you can, be a financial supporter today. Make a generous donation of any amount to Focus on the Family, and we'll say thanks by sending a copy of Catherine Hill's great book, If You Forget Everything Else, Remember This. And then uh, it might be that you need uh, some help in this. Maybe you're feeling dry. Uh, We've got lots of great resources I mentioned earlier we've revamped the episode notes. They're really uh, a lot more robust. You're going to find a lot of help there, including our free online marriage assessment, which covers a lot of different aspects of your relationship. It doesn't take real long, five, six minutes to fill out. It's a very helpful uh, assessment. It's free. Over a million people have taken that. Why don't you join them and find out how you're doing? Again, uh, the links for Catherine's book, uh, an opportunity to donate, and that free marriage assessment All are in the episode notes. And we'll have Catherine back next time for more helpful marriage tips. In the meantime, I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team, thanks for joining us today for the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.